Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning, everybody. My name is Sogi Penev, and today I'll be your host on the Agent Power Huddle. Jesse is off for the day, so um, I have prepared a little presentation for you with the hope that uh, I'll improve your yeah, business. Let's see who's here. Oh, cameras. Dan, hi again. Dan, good morning. See cameras on? Perfect. Karen, Maria, Connie, Miles. Let's do, let's wait another minute just to make sure everybody's on before we start. It's tough when you don't have a co-host, you know? I miss Jesse. Who wants to be my co-host? Anybody? Come on. Dan, you up to it? Un unmute yourself. What is what, what, what is entailed in being your co-host? Okay, uh, here are the rules for the co-host. First, you have always, you have to always agree with me and praise me. <laughs> Second, Always laugh at my jokes, okay? I can do that. Okay. And number three, um, if the connection goes bad and I disappear, you have to perform some kind of an act. Oh, can man, I'll nominate Zach then. Can you sing? <laughs> I can give it a shot. All right. Okay, guys. All right, let's start because we have only 30 minutes and I have a good content for you today. Um, today... I'd like to talk about uh, the universal structure of a sales call. We as a professional sales guys, we are taught to use scripts, but scripts are not available always in a different situations. So what I've prepared is a dozen tips for you to use in any type of a sales call. Hopefully that will improve your conversion rate. Good, Dan. You like that? That's great. I love it. A little bit more excited, please. You like that? Yes, it's awesome. Good, man. Okay, all right. So I will share my screen and I'll go through um, the presentation I prepared for you guys. Please uh, feel free to ask any questions at any time. Zach is going to be in the back end uh, making sure. And I'll, you know, play with Dan and maybe um, Dan is going to ask questions. Right, Dan? <laughs> You're putting me on the spot here. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hold on. Let me. Zach, am I? Uh, can I share my screen? Yeah, you should be a co-host. All right. Here you go. All right. All right. All right, guys. So. Today, we're gonna to talk about the universal structure of a sales call, a tips that you can always use in any type of a situation. Before we start this, just wanna make um, clear what's the goal usually of any sales call. So the first thing is we have to build a report as soon as possible. So once we have the report with the lead, we're able to determine the lead, the lead motivation and the ability to either work with us, buy, sell, whatever the, the, um, the reason of the call is. Um, the next goal for, 
for the call is to find more about the prospect needs and uncover some kind of a pain or a problem they have. So once we have this problem, then we can present our services as a solution to the problem. Then the conversion rate will be much easier. And another goal for the any sales call is just to move the prospect to the next step, whatever that step is, an appointment, a follow-up call, handle some kind of a bit objection. So this is what we have to do on any conversation we have with um, a prospect. Doing good so far, Dan? What do you think? Great. Thank you. All right. So rule number one, always start with hey. That's my personal rule to break the ice as, as fast as possible. So when I start with the hey, like, hey, Dan, how are you? This sounds more like a, I'm calling a friend. So then the lead or the prospect doesn't feel that they are on a sales call. Another thing that I follow, if I can, is when the lead answers the phone, I try to match the lead response. So it's like if they pick up the phone and say, hi, I go, hi. If they say, hello, I go by, hello, or hi, I go by, hi. It's, it's hard to do it. So if you cannot do that, just remember to start with, hey. Um, this kind of a breaks the ice and gets you to build a report much, much faster. And also, people like people that look and sound like them. So in order to build a report quicker, you just have to match them and see if you can uh, get closer to how they speak and how they, they, they act. Okay. Dan, any questions about this first? Rule? No, that's great. Cool. Man, you're doing so great, man. You should be the co-host every time. Oh, I'm no Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Rule number two, make the first 10 seconds count. So in the first 10 seconds, it's a very important to start building the report right away. And um, most time when the prospects answer the phone, they don't know who you are and why you're calling. So they're afraid and they're scared to start talking to you and they just automatically build a wall and the rings a bell, like a sales call, sales call. So we have to um, overcome this problem. And the best way to overcome it's in the first 10 seconds. It just start with, hey, go straight, use the prospect's name and tell them who you are and why you're calling about. In the first 10 seconds, you handle that fear of the unknown and the prospect will be more open to start talking to you right away. So for example, then let's say I, I'm a sales guy. I call you and say, this is Dan. Yeah. You, auto you automatically start thinking, oh my God, this guy, unknown guy, this is a sales guy. I'm, I'm gonna be get pitched on something. And then you shut down. Hang up. Yeah. Versus me calling. Hey, Dan, this is Augie. I, I saw you just signed up on my website. I'm calling to see if you find everything okay. Oh, what website are you with? Yeah, it's a My Arizona Home Search, the site that you sign up to look for properties in the Phoenix area. Oh, that's a great website. Yeah. So now we have this a little uh, tip to go over, uh, go over this. Um, fear of the unknown. 
So that's number two. Number three, sometimes I'm even, um, I'm failing to do this too. Don't offer solutions until you know the problem. We are very quick to start reducing commissions, offer the best marketing. And sometimes this is not what the actual client needs. So the first is the rule is don't offer solutions until we know the whole situation and the problem of the lead. Don't offer until anything, until you have a clear view of their situation. Just find out what the plan is, uh, why they want to do it this way. Find the problems. The prospect uh, wouldn't be talking to you unless they, they, they need something from you. So you need to find out what that need is. Once you cover the problem and the hot button, you offer a solution specifically and only for that problem. This way, the prospect or the lead um, sees the value because you're solving their problem. So what are some questions you ask in order to find out what the problem is? So it depends. Is it seller or buyer? Uh, we'll is say it a seller. A seller. So um, first you want to find the motivation and if they have the ability to sell. And then you ask um, like timing, for example. When, how far, how fast do you want to do this? How fast do you want to see, sell the property? If they say, okay, I have to sell it in 30 days, then automatically you know that this is a problem because a normal real estate transaction, it takes 45 to 60 days the fastest, even in today's market. So now you know what there's a hot button. They need to sell in 30 days. So now anything, everything else doesn't matter. All we have to do is give them a solution to the 30-day sell. It doesn't matter your commission. It doesn't matter the net. They just have to sell in 30 days. Let's say they're going in foreclosure. The commission and the proceeds doesn't matter because they will get nothing if it goes in foreclosure. Make sense? Yes, great. All right. So in order to find the problems and discover the hot buttons, the best way is to ask questions. And one of the tricks to do it when you ask questions is just follow the answers. Um, try to find out genuinely what the lead is trying to do and be very curious and just follow the answers. This way, um, the lead feels that they're leading the conversation. And they're talking about topic that they like. So even though you lead them into getting more information from them, they feel like they're the one in charge. So let's say I, I want to find out, like, um, hey, Dan, why are you selling the property? Well, I have to be, um, <clears throat> my father-in-law died and we have to move to Florida. Well, we have to move to Florida, way in Florida. Uh, Orlando area. Gotcha. Who lives in Orlando besides your family? Well, my mother-in-law, she's by herself now since my father-in-law passed away. So we want to move down there to be closer to family. Gotcha. So you see how I, you answer Florida and then I went for that because this is something that you know, you have experience and obviously you like to talk about it. So this way, I'm going to lead to something that you're going to say that I'm going to be able to use later in the conversation 
to uncover a problem and give you a, a solution to this problem. So then another mistake we do is when we have a good conversation with a lead or prospect and we do an appointment or something, at that time, we, we stop asking questions. So one the good tip is keep asking questions even after you set up the appointment. You need to keep looking for, we call it a, a deal killers, something that will really um, prevent you from working with this person down the road. So you're prepared. Even if you set up the appointment, you just can ask, hey, uh, is there anybody else that will make help you make a decision? You know, you set up an appointment with this person, but if you go to an appointment and, and the person is there and the second decision maker is missing, you know that this will prevent you from having to make a decision and working with you. So it's good to handle it in advance. Have you had a situations like that, Dan? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you always want to make sure the husband and wife are home, you know, for the appointment, not just the wife or vice versa. So I've run into that a few times where the husband's still at work or yeah, maybe the wife is vice versa. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Zach, can you hear something in the, in the noise, some, like a background noise video playing? Uh, no, I don't I don't hear anything. I mean, does anyone else hear anything? I don't hear anything. Uh, hold on, let me see. Okay, yeah. Oh, there it I, is. <laughs> I muted it, yeah. Okay. Man, he could have been your co-host. <laughs> All right, so I'll enter presenter mode. All right, so after asking questions, we're moving to, um, to uncover um, what um, the problems are, we need to build a report. So we have to follow a few rules in order not to um, to go in the wrong direction. For example, don't tell the prospect what to do. Once you start talking to somebody, they already have a plan. And you telling them that what you have to do, they wouldn't um, accept it very well because they don't know you, they don't trust you yet. So the best way to do it is just use questions to lead the prospect to the to come to the logical conclusion themselves. So by answering the questions, they find that they might be on the wrong path. So you can offer them different solution. Um, sometimes we, when we talk for sale by owners, they think that um, they're gonna get more money, but they're practically paying for someone to negotiate against them, offering commissions. So you just ask a question, hey, if you pay an agent to, um, to bring a buyer, you're practically paying someone to negotiate against you, who is actually helping you to negotiate against them. So now you start by asking questions, they answer and they start thinking about it. Oh my God, really? Yes, I'm paying someone to do something against me or any type of a situation like that. So this is part of building report. Don't just start telling them what to do uh, until we have a good report with them. All right, number six, same thing. Don't make the prospect wrong. Even if they're telling you that it's something that it's absolutely crazy and it's never gonna work, just don't tell them they're wrong. Just agree with them, say yes. You can do what you plan to do, but 
What about if I do the same thing and you get up with the same results with less risk and you get the same amount of money, for example? So you just uh, don't make them wrong. Offer them a solution just a slightly different than what they, they have planned that offers them the exactly same results. So this way is just um, you're going to continue with building the report and they're going to like you practically. Dan, questions? Makes total sense. You don't want to you don't want to tell a prospect they're wrong and you'll be fighting an uphill battle. So uh, you don't want that agreeing with them. And it makes total sense. So definitely. Yeah, I think building a report is, is the most important thing, usually on the first call. Make, take it to the next level. All right. Number six, give them the seven. polka. No, number seven. Eight, don't make me wrong, okay? I'm not going <laughs> to like you. Do you have to repeat the number six for Dan? <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> All right. Dan, number seven, give them the polka. That's what I call preview of a coming attractions. So, Generally, people are afraid of the unknown. So when they don't know what's going to happen, when they don't know what you're going to do, how long it's going to take, they are afraid to, for commitment. So the best way to handle this fear is just to explain what's coming and what's going to happen if they decide to meet with you, if they decide to work with you. So it's just explain preview of a coming attractions this is what i'm going to do for you when i come to see your home this is what i'm going to do for you and if you decide to do this then i'm going to do this so they know exactly what's going to happen so the fear it's way way less and they will be more likely to commit to moving to the next step have you used that before then um not so much so have you found that your appointments go smoother once you explain everything that's gonna that's gonna take place before the appointment, kind of makes the appoint, appointment smoother, process smoother. Yeah, you, you practically telling them what the benefit is, what's going to happen in their mind. They automatically calculate the timing and and everything, so it's much much easier to um, to 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 lead to the next step versus just. Hey, Dan, can I give you a call next week? I want to talk to you about something. You have no idea what I'm going to talk to you about, right? Right. But if I explain, hey, I'm going to need five minutes of your time. I just want to run over a few questions that I have for the next podcast. I just need your feedback. Would you be okay? So it's a completely different approach that it's kind of easier for you to move to the next step. Cool. Gotcha. Number eight, give the prospect permission to say no. This is another fear that we have to overcome. The people are always reluctant to any kind of a sales pitch or um, anything that you're trying to sell them and make them do. So they will be, um, it will be harder for them to commit to an appointment if they're afraid to say no or to reject you or say they don't want to use your service. That's why most of the time it's very hard to go see a property with a for sale by owner, for example. So what you have to do is just tell them that you don't expect everybody to like you and to have um, any um, 
and everything you have to offer. So it's perfectly fine for them to say no. When you give them permission to say no, the, the, the prospect won't be afraid of um, rejecting you and will be making it will make it easier for them to agree to come with you to come to see the property or meet with them because they already know that you're okay with them not liking you or saying no to you. So kind of handling the fears of rejection in advance. Like, hey, Dan, let me come see the property. I'll show you what kind of repairs you can do. I can maybe we'll talk about how I can sell the property. And if you don't like my marketing plan or don't like me, there's no problem. I don't expect everybody to like me. So I'm perfectly fine to say no. Sounds great. Man, you're good co-host, man. All right, nine. Now, when we have report buildup and we have a problem, we offer a solution to the problem, it's time to move to the closing. And closing should not be complicated. If you have done a good job with exploring the needs and talking and building report, it's only a simple question in order to move to the closing table. It's just, what would you like to do next? Or some kind of a form of that. Hey, what do you think we should do next? So when if the, the prospect have found value in the conversation and what you have to offer them, they would like to know more, definitely. So if you have done a good job, they will say, you know what? Why don't you come and see the property? And then you just take it to the next step. All right, number 10. No is better than maybe. So let's say you ask the, the closing question and nothing's happening. And the, the prospect is, it just tells you, you know what? I'll think about it. Or, you know, maybe I'll call you next week. So don't leave the conversation with, I'll think it up, I'll think about it, I'll call you later on maybe. Because if you leave the conversation like that, the prospect, when you call them next time, they're not going to pick up the phone. They'll ghost you. Because the reason you're calling them is to have them to make a commitment to say yes or no. And people are afraid of making a commitment. So I think about it. I'll call you later. Maybe the prospect owes you a commitment. And when you call them next time, if they have not made a decision, they will not answer the phone. They will ghost you. So don't leave it at maybe. Go with the no. Just practically say, hey, after everything we spoke about, after the solutions I offered, I feel like I'm not the right person for you. And I take it like right now, it's a no. You're not ready to work with me. This will give you some kind of a closure to the sales call, to the conversation, and the prospect will not gonna owe you anything. It's a done. Conversation is gone, it's done. So next time in, in 30 days, when you try to give him a call, they'll be more likely to answer the call because they don't have any, they don't owe you anything. They already told you no, there's nothing happening. So at that time, we just can continue building a report. You like the no, Dan? 
Yeah, I do like that. I mean, it's always trying to get people not to ghost you when you try calling them back, which happens a lot nowadays. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's a good approach. Everything relates to handling the fears in advance. So no is better than maybe. If they want to, they're not ready to, to do something for you and you have to set up the follow-up with them, whatever that is, an appointment or a follow-up call. We make a lot of mistakes by just saying, hey, I'll call you next month, I'll call you next week, or I'll call you on Monday. What we have to do in order to make sure um, the people answer the call is set a specific time. It's like, hey, Dan, I know that you, you need to talk to your wife about meeting with me for the, you know, selling the property. How about you talk to her over the weekend and I'll give you a call on Monday at 9.30. Is that okay? Yeah, that, that sounds great. All right. So we made a plan. I called him. I'm going to call you Monday, 9.30. So he's going to be waiting me at 9.30 to call. If you call them, I would say, hey, I'll call you Monday. What time Monday? I might be at work. I might be off. I don't know who's calling. So always set up a specific, a specific time, specific hour to follow up with the lead or meet with the lead. Question, do you normally give multiple times to, for them to choose or just one time like you just threw out at 9.30? I go with one time. Um, if, it's, if it's a follow-up, just give them one time. If, they, if it's not convenient for them, they'll let you know. It's just assumable closing. Okay. I'll call you Monday, 9.30. Is that okay? Yeah. All right. Nope. Here you go. Sorry. The last one, number 12. Let's say you have a set up the appointment and you are going to the appointment. You know, we always get all these cancellations all the time. So in order to... Um, avoid a lot of cancellations on the appointments, get the lead to speak their commitment. Just after everything is said and done, conversation is over, the, the, the time for the appointment is over, keep asking questions. Just at the end, ask, hey, besides me showing you the comps and talking about repairs, what else is the most, what else is important to talk to you when I come and meet you? This way, the prospect might have something else that they really want to know about. And if they tell you what they want, the one thing that they really need, if you tell them that you're going to bring it to them at the appointment, they anticipate the time and they want to meet with you because they want to find out the answer to their question. So ask them. Besides what you already talked about, is there anything else that they really, really need to know about? And if they tell you something that they really want to know about, that's the hook for them to keep the appointment with you. All right. These are my dozen tips that I use in any type of a sales call, regardless if you have a script or don't. And I believe they're universal. You can use them in anything, in even outside of real estate. Even a lot of these um, tips apply when you're negotiating a deal. 
in a real estate contract. All right, Q and A's. Dan, you got to sing now. <laughs> uh, I defer to Craig on that one. He can come off mute and sing. You don't. You don't want to hear me sing. <laughs> Craig, have you used any of these tips? I do. So yeah, I mean, mirror and matching. I, I, I think you called this something else in the beginning, but the mirror and matching is is so important to immediately not immediately get in rapport, but start the getting in rapport process. Um, I, I think getting, I think rapport building is, is probably the most important thing you can do, especially if we're talking about over the phone. Um, especially if it's the first time you ever spoke to them, you're a stranger, they don't know who you are. Um, that is the, that is the number one way to, to make that happen in my opinion. Was there something that you didn't knew about that will help you? Um, I, so the, I think it was number 12, the, I forget what you called it, but have them recommit or I forget yeah. how to say it, but um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't heard that before, but that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, um, hopefully that was a good tips for you. Um, any questions? I think we are oh, 829. Nice. Perfect timing. And everybody thank Dan. Perfect. <laughs> thank you so much. Nice presentation, Dan. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, thanks for being on the call. Um, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Um, and actually, if you also want a copy of that presentation, please um, reach out to Zach or me, and I'll be happy to email you that too. Well, if you send it to me, I can put it in the group. Okay. Uh, so why don't we do that? Okay, I'll do that. All right, guys, have a nice day. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.